welcome. This is Deacon Pat coming to you from the Catholic Journey. It's been a while since I spent some time with you, and you probably noticed or didn't notice that there hasn't been any podcast recorded in some time. I took a little sabbatical from uh, the Catholic Journey so I could finish uh, finish up my newest novel, and I'm very excited. Um, just the other night, I finally uh, was able to write the conclusion of the novel, and it's in the uh, editing stage. Uh, it's the new newest novel um, that I'll be um, offering uh, very, very soon, and the title of it is Forgotten and Lost, and I think you will just fall in love, literally, with these characters that are in it, um, especially the, the main character, Jonas, and uh, for many of you that I do know personally out there, I think that you will love this uh, this the story in the novel because it uh, will be a reflection, and also um, many things will seem very very, very familiar to you, especially if you are one of my acquaintances from the uh, Boise or Caldwell area in Idaho. It will also include uh, some of my newer friends, um, or at least uh, things familiar to them, in the uh, South Sacramento, West Sacramento area. For you that are in uh, Marysville, California, and around that area, there'll be much um, that will be familiar with you, and also my many friends that are up in uh, Redding, California. Um, you, I think, will find very much of these characters and the situations very familiar to you. <laughs> so like I said, I'm so pleased that um, just a couple of nights ago at 1030 at night, it all came to fruition and the final uh, sentence of the final chapter was finished. And, uh, and now it's in the editing process, which I'm assuming it'll probably be about four or five weeks. Um, and then we'll make it available, and I'll let all of you know at that point in time as well. Um, there's just a great feeling um, that I have when uh, I can take on a project like, like a novel and finish the novel. And, um, and then I'm very, very anxious to have it completed so I can share it with all of you that I love, my, my friends as well. This will be my seventh novel, and, um, and I hope you enjoy it. I, um, I'm very excited to share that with you. But anyway, let's get back to the Catholic journey for now. And uh, I'm excited to be back and, and sharing some time with you. And um, what I'd like to reflect on just for a moment today, this will be a short podcast. Um, I won't take too much out of your, your Sunday today, but maybe I can share a couple of ideas that have been rolling around in my head. And uh, maybe um, you and I together, we can ponder these ideas, pray about these ideas, and, uh, and hopefully uh, can help us grow a little bit closer to Christ in our life. Well, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, the Holy Eucharist and adoration. There's many of us, especially um, us Catholics, that are trying to live a good life, a well-lived Catholic life, and uh, we do what we think are our obligations, and hopefully even more, and we do it with a joyful heart, uh, which includes going to Mass, going to confession, worthily receiving the sacraments, um, sharing of our uh, time, talent, and treasures, and trying to befriend people along the way and be that reflection of Christ to those around us. But one of the things that many of us are missing in our life is a routine time of adoration, a structured time, a time set aside that we uh, make an appointment, basically, just to be with Christ, uh, present to Christ, 
and uh, spend some intimate time with Christ. For many of us in the Catholic Church, that's what we call our uh, time of adoration. Many parishes will have uh, distinct um, adoration chapel where Jesus is exposed um, in a consecrated host, placed in a monstrance, a beautiful uh, golden container um, that uh, shows, holds him securely, but also shows his presence to those uh, doors that might be uh, in the room. And um, other parishes, though, might not have a designated time of adoration. One of the problems with adoration, it's not a problem, but I guess it's a, a something to consider, is when you do have an adoration room or you have Jesus exposed, you never want to leave him unaccompanied. Um, and so uh, places like Our Lady of Mercy up in Redding, California, and I'm sure there's many others as well, have perpetual adoration. It's, you can go into uh, the church, there's a little chapel off to the side of the church, and it's open and available 24 hours a day and Jesus is exposed. The nice thing about that is you can go any time of the day and just pop in, spend from one minute to as long as you'd like in front of Jesus, and, and you can talk to him and listen to him and just be present to him. Um, but one of the uh, one of the things you have to consider when you have those is you have to then staff it with uh, people, and it takes a lot of time and effort to um, having uh, kind of champions of each hour of the day, and those champions then will make sure. Um, not each hour of the day, I'm sorry, uh, you have champions of each day, and then those champions have to make sure that every hour, every hourly slot has someone assigned um, to be present in front of Jesus so you don't leave him really, I guess, abandoned. Um, you don't want to leave Jesus exposed and all alone. Um, so many parishes do a wonderful job with that, and surprisingly, parishes often that aren't even in the big metropolitan areas where you have lots and lots of parishioners, often it'll be um, little pockets of little areas with these small little churches who really embrace the idea of having um, perpetual adoration, and they have very, very devout and, and fervent Catholics who will um, ensure that those hours are done. Often what happens, though, is you also have a handful of people that are these champions that will take one day of the week, and when those slots aren't full, they find themselves doing many, many hours. And those um, you know, sacrifices are often not made public, and and I just have to assume that Jesus just loves to see um, really the work put forward by these uh, champions, these champions of the Eucharist. But for you and I, let's get back to the point of, of really adoration in our life and, uh, and how it can be so helpful. I did take a couple of minutes and just uh, jotted down uh, some notes, so I'm going to share those with you if you don't mind. So if it sounds a little bit like I'm reading from some notes, I am. <laughs> But uh, let me share this with you, and then we'll uh, ponder it at the end. Um, so, let's begin. Time with Jesus is what will heal us, inspire us, give us reassurance, provide direction in our lives, and so much more. Remember, He is God, and God is the creator of everything. He is truth. He is love. We so often look to the world for comfort, recognition, inspiration, love, support, and direction. Yet if we are seeking truth, wisdom, comfort, and acknowledgement, shouldn't we be turning to the one who is all of those things and the creator of all of those things? Starting a routine of weekly adoration 
in front of the Eucharist will enable us to encounter Christ in a very personal way. Some parishes have perpetual adoration in an adoration chapel, while others only offer this periodically. Nevertheless, all parishes have a tabernacle. The only difference between the two is that Jesus is exposed in the adoration chapels instead of being secured inside the tabernacle. He is still present either way in his body, blood, soul, and divinity. Spending time with him will spending time with him will allow us to not only get to know him better, but it will also help us to get to know ourselves better. Being in the presence of truth has a special effect on us in the sense that things seem to look a little different and often are more easily put into perspective. Being in his presence can bring such clarity to so many confusing situations, thoughts, and decisions. The more time you spend with him, the deeper the relationship will become and the more graces and blessings you shall receive. How about starting this week a routine of spending some personal time with our Lord and Savior, at least for a few minutes, if not for a whole hour, once a week. So that gives us something to think about. We can think about um, our life, the workings of our life, the things that we're experiencing in our life, and, uh, and how those could be maybe enhanced if we had the guidance from the Creator of the world. You know, he sees the whole picture. He can see, really, your life design and who you are called to be. Often, we are not exposed or we don't have the ability to see um, entirely why things are happening or to see, really, the progression or the domino effect sometimes. Even as a result of some negative things that happen in our life, you know, God will use those two to always call us closer to Him. So, I think spending time in front of Christ, being open to Christ, as we pray to Christ, we adore Christ, and then we listen. We bring silence around us, and we listen for Christ's response in the quiet of our heart. Sometimes he'll choose to share that information with us. Sometimes he works in really mysterious ways. You know, his ways are not our ways. Often he'll place people and situations in our lives, and that is how he's communicating with us. But either way, I think it's a wonderful idea for us to ponder today really the magnitude, the magnificence of who Jesus Christ is and also think about how we can spend some personal time, some intimate time with him in our life. Let's end today with just a simple prayer. Let us pray. Blessed be God. Blessed be his holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for taking a minute and listening to The Catholic Journey. And may God forever keep you close to his heart. Have a beautiful day. God bless. See you soon.